The following episode has some strong themes and deals with addiction and homelessness. Remember to take care of yourself. And if you need to talk to someone, you can give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14. I'm Verity Firth, and this is Uniform, Season 2 of All Things Equal. This is a story about friendship, about teenagers getting into trouble, struggling with things that are outside of their control and finding a way back. The young people you will hear from in the episode are students at Key College. Key was set up by Youth Off the Streets, an organisation that helps people who are experiencing homelessness, drug addiction or abuse. Key College is a high school that helps them get back on the path to education. This story will come in two parts. First, we will hear from a couple of students because that's what education is about, right? The students. Next episode, we'll dig a bit deeper, unpacking Key College through the stories of more students, but also through the teachers and people who all make it happen. Our producer, Miles Herbert, spoke with the students. A quick warning here, there's some strong language in the interview. All right. Well, you guys sound great. Um, I might just get you guys to start by telling me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm from the Northern Beaches. I like to play sports, uh, rugby, and surfing. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What position do you play? Ah, uh, fullback or breakaway. Nice. What about you? Um, I don't do much except just sit at home and work. Yeah. Do you play video games? No. No. Just listen to music. Yeah. Write music. That's about it. What kind of music? Mostly rap. Who's your favourite artist? It's got to be some of the Aussie boys. Yeah. Like Curve or Juggler or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I've never heard any of them. Yeah, no one ever has. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe tell me a little bit about how you came to go to Key College. He's gone first because I don't actually know. But he knows everything about me, so I want to hear this. Uh, We met in a refuge in Crow's Nest. And uh, my caseworker, Lenny, she had another uh, like young person that went to Key College and she thought uh, that this would suit me just to get through my year 10. And um, yeah, so I started off there beginning of the year and then he came to the refuge and he didn't have, he wasn't at school because um, he was suspended from his other one. So we said to him, oh, he should come to Key. And then a couple of days later, he came in for an interview and... Yeah, everyone loved him. Were you not going to a mainstream school at that time? Uh, I got uh, expelled from my one at the end of year nine, so, yeah. Right. Do you, do so you, I went from year seven to year nine at a mainstream school. Do you want to talk about why you got expelled or no? Uh, yeah, well, it was really a lot of stuff. We got time. They were pretty lenient with me because of, like, they... Uh, understood that I'd like been through some stuff so they were trying to give me like a few chances and yeah I guess I stepped over the line it's been yeah what about you um yeah well I met him through the refuge and I was suspended because I like almost overdosed in my vice principal's office so I was suspended for 20 days and um yeah just had like some drug problems and that type of stuff out of like not living at home for like two years I was pretty much homeless and all that and so I moved in the refuge with him and then my caseworker when I was suspended was like oh you can't just sit around here so she was like go for an interview and I was like yeah and then got like accepted two hours later so you got 
suspended for for overdosing. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I, well, I, like at that school, I've been suspended three or four times before. Once was because I got hit by a car as well out the front gate. Because um, yeah, I wasn't really like going to class or anything. I just go and do some extracurricular activities and not be engaged in school at all and just use the office as like a place to kind of relax and then just had dodgy batch of stuff one day and passed out started having fits and they called the ambulance and that mm. and then yeah it seems like a pretty bad way to deal with a, a drug problem like yeah, yeah it just kick you out yeah. yeah well i needed it anyway because like i ended up quitting for a good couple months and then yeah i was getting well. like withdrawals like i was vomiting and all that type of stuff mm. so yeah it ended up working out because now i'm here but like, ins- yeah, I feel like instead of just kicking you out, they might have like yeah. could have helped you. Well, twenty days as well of me just sitting around doing nothing. So yeah, that's not gonna help. Yeah. Well, I might if it's cool with you guys. I I might ask you a little bit about you guys experiencing homelessness. Would you guys want to chat about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. E- either one of you hit me. Yeah, you start. Man. All right. Well, I think the first time I slept on the streets was like when I was t- late twelve, maybe thirteen. And, um, yeah, like, I wasn't really scared because I'd been, like, couch surfing and all that type of stuff and it was just, like, that one day where I didn't have any mates to go to and ended up, like, going to a park in Waitara and just laying down. I had my, my bag as my, like, pillow and then I had, like, two layers of clothes on. I just remember, like, being starving from walking around, like, was out till 3 o'clock just walking in circles because I wasn't tired and then I was, like, just laying down and ended up shivering myself to sleep because I just got too tired from shivering. Woke up, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, starving. There was, like, people around just looking at me. And I don't know, like, after that, it kind of got a bit normal, just waking up on the side of the street, that type of stuff. But it was still, like, pretty shitty, just not really having anywhere to go and being, like, the odd kid out at school for going to school in the same uniform all week. But, Mm. yeah... What about you? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it was fun. Like You'd have to like <laughs> steal to get food. and Yeah, yeah I remember the first time I was homeless was when uh, I had to sleep at like uh, this... Um, wait, what was I going to say? Um, I was, I was like slept at my um, local like uh, golf club and... Um, I remember the sprinklers came on that night. That wasn't fun. Uh, and yeah, it was really cold. Uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. And I imagine going to school the next day or a couple of days later, that's pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah. Could you tell me about like yeah what that felt like? You know, you mentioned like the uniform thing. Were there other things yeah. that were just like, you know, did it make? Was it just like hard to do your schoolwork, that kind of stuff? Yeah, like concentrating in that. I just never used to be able to concentrate. Because I have, like, a learning disability thing as well where it makes it hard for me to concentrate. And so, like, that didn't help. And I'd always be starving and, like, scab food off people. And then the school found out and they ended up setting up this plan where I could, like, go to the canteen and have, like, five bucks canteen credit for food for the day. And mum was, like, kind of understanding about it. Like, she put in a little bit of money just so I could, like, be fed and that. But I don't know. The couch surfing was the main thing I did just staying around with mates and sleeping on their floor or their like 
couch and I'd always have to sneak in late at night so it'd just be late nights and waking up early mm. just didn't get much sleep either yeah. well so talk to me about like you guys both ended up not going to mainstream schools yeah like was there ever a moment where you just thought hey, like school is not for me yeah I wanted to drop out many times many times oh yeah why oh just all the teachers just they didn't understand and you're having a bad day and just yeah I don't know some teachers are just dickheads and you can't tell them because you know you don't know how to explain it there's too many thoughts like going in through your head no yeah they just don't understand haven't been through what like we've been through yeah of course yeah did you feel like they were kind of unsympathetic? Just was it because of ignorance or Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, oh, just get on with it, you know. It was what, hard to. Yeah. What about other students? Oh, yeah, like my close mates, they were yeah. They were really helpful. Hmm. Well, talk to me about Key. So like, do you guys remember, you know, you talked about being in that refuge and then kind of having those meetings and stuff. But what about like your first day? What, um, what, like, what are the differences? Oh, uh, my first day, I remember, I was, well, I'm a pretty quiet person, so I was just kept my head down. Uh, but yeah, everyone was really, really nice. And I knew that all the students there were like there for a reason and they've like been through stuff. So I knew that I was like at a place where I could relate to people and the teachers they've been doing it for a long time so they're really good at their jobs and know how to like act in the situation when like a student comes in and something's happened or they're homeless or something mm. yeah felt safe yeah, yeah yeah felt safe yeah what about you yeah well i don't really remember my first day but I, like i'm pretty sure i was still in the refuge for like another three or four weeks before i left there while i was still going to key and then I didn't even move back home. I think I lasted like three or four days at home and then was couch surfing again. But like Ben and Joe and all the other teachers and people there were like heaps understanding about it. Like I could just come in, get food and have a good meal before like classes and stuff and it'd just be like a normal day. And like we didn't move on from the situation, but that I knew they were always there to help me if I needed help with anything. And they would always like just be understanding about it. Was it easier to manage not just, say, like, your schoolwork, but also, like, you know, the circumstances in your life as well? Yeah. Well, I moved, like, further away when I was couch surfing, so I was, like, an hour on the bus away from Redfern, and, like, I'd have to get up heaps early. Most days I'd just miss school because I'd be out late at night and then just come home late and just sleep in through, like, the whole day. But Joe and Ben helped me get back in with Mum and, like live at home and we moved out from mum's boyfriend which has been heaps good so it's just been like mum's been able to focus on me and my sister and like we've been able to get to school and do what we need to do what about you oh, sorry what was the question um just kind of like so school work has you know gotten easier to manage you know but kind of you know like all the stuff in your life that were has that gotten kind of easier to deal with as you've gone through this key um yeah, I'd say so. Because some days you'd come in and you just, like, wouldn't want to talk to anyone. you just, like, put your head down. And, like, everyone would just sort of give you a bit of space. And then you just come in the next day and, yeah, just be normal. Yeah. Do you guys have any, any like, favourite moments from 
your experience there, Key? Like, what was, like, the best day? Oh, every day's a good day because everyone makes you laugh. Yeah. Heaps of funny people. There hasn't been, like, a dull moment at school. Yeah. I don't think since I've moved there. No. Yeah, compared to mainstream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, talk to me maybe, like, about your relationship, your friendship. Like, you guys met at the refuge. You've gone through this all together. How has that been going through it together? It's pretty good because, like, I met him when I was really sick from, like, leaving my old school and, like, all that type of stuff. And, I mean, he's rescued me a couple of times. He pulled me off a bus after I passed out (laughs) and, like, always got a couple of days off lucky him because I'd be sick and not be able to go to school. So he'd, like, just stay and look after me and that. And, yeah, he's a good mate. I know he's got my back. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Yeah, uh... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what it's to say. He said it all, he said it all. Yeah. I'm Verity Firth, and you're listening to All Things Equal. We want you to join the conversation with your thoughts, questions and experiences using the hashtag AllThingsEqual. All right, on with the show. I think, like, yeah, in terms of, like, the difference between, like, mainstream schools and key, um, are there any stories, any specific examples you can kind of think of, like, oh, man, like, this situation was really shit at mainstream school, but at key, I kind of, like, you know it seemed to be a little bit easier you know any anything like that that kind of jumps to your mind well yeah kind of with the homelessness stuff like when i was at the catholic school i was at that i got expelled from um i would like like they knew but they didn't really do anything about it and i'd be in trouble like every day in the office like my mum said for a good three four years every single day she had a phone call from the school about me and she like that put stress on her which then put stress back on me and it was just like a bad circle of stuff but like the school didn't really do anything apart from suspend me or give me detentions or get me in trouble about my uniform and like they knew my uniform would have been scruffy because of what I was going through but like at Key we don't have a uniform and if I do rock up in something scruffy like I've gotten free clothes from school I've gotten like I got a teddy bear on my first day from little old Betty and like even just small stuff like that it just makes you feel welcoming and like I know that they've always got something they can do to help me if I end up back in that situation which I haven't been in for a long time yeah. which is good anything no no I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> yeah I think well I, I, I find that really interesting like there's these things that might be happening in your lives and the way that your school has dealt with them is to kind of problematize it did you guys ever feel like in mainstream schools, you were kind of looked at as, like, having behavioural issues. Yeah. I was told yeah. I had behavioural issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had many teachers tell me that many times. Mm. How did that make you feel? Yeah, not good, because then I'd, like, retaliate, and I'd be the one coming out on the bottom. Yeah. Just make me look worse. Well, you turn into what they tell you you are. Yeah. So I ended up turning into a bad kid just yeah. from all the things they told me I was. Yeah, and I think that's, like, it's not helping you guys, right? Like, you're not doing any of this for, like, uh, you're not trying to be a problem, and you're not even really being a problem. It's just they, like, they can't cater to you, so they make you guys a problem, so it's easier for them. 
Yeah. Is that like yeah? For me, like that's at least my perspective. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, that's sense. Um, yeah, it got pretty hard, like, because I've changed schools. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six or seven times in the last like three years, and so I haven't had like a school that I've been at where I felt comfortable or like I knew I was actually going to finish it, and so like. I mean, I've been to school everywhere from Central Coast to Wollongong to here. And, like, I don't know. It's just been hard moving around heaps. And, like, the mates I made at old schools, I don't talk to them anymore. And, like, I don't really hang around any mates or anything. But at Key, it's, like, you're ma- like you're just hanging out with mates all day, kind of. Yeah. Like, it's hard to explain. But I basically just come to school thinking, oh, yeah, I get to go see my mates. And I'll do a bit of work and it'll just be kind of like relaxed but I know I'll be able to do everything I need to as well and like they've helped me now I've got a job and I'm living back at home with mum and like the school helps me instead of making me a problem like all the other schools yeah. and yeah yeah instead of just like copping out a punishment they'll like actually put a bit of effort in and they help fix the problem Both students have now graduated Year 10, and Year 10 is actually the only grade that they offer at Key College. We find that Year 10 is a really good jump-in point for education, so hasn't got the high pressure of going straight back in to do Year 11 and 12, but it's also really quite handy and, I guess, relevant because you really struggle to get a job without at least having your Year 10 rosa. That's Ben Cook, one of the teachers at Key College. In our next episode, part two, you will hear more from him and from some other staff. We'll take a look at how Key College operates and supports their students back to education. You've been listening to All Things Equal, a collaboration between the Centre for Social Justice and Inclusion at the University of Technology, Sydney, and 2SER 107.3. This podcast is produced by Miles Herbert, Ollie Henderson and Nina Copel. Marketing and communications by Olivia Stanley. And a big thanks to Laura Oxley from the Centre. This podcast was made on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation, whose elders have been telling stories here since time immemorial. If you like the show, don't forget to hit subscribe and maybe give us a review so that other people can find us. Stay in the loop by finding us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Verity Fur. Thanks for listening. (laughs) ¶¶